Welcome to the Authentic Discipleship Podcast, where we seek to encourage and empower you on how to make disciples in and through authentic relationships, recapturing the heart of the early church that we read about in the Bible. Our goal is simply to equip you so that you can make a life-changing difference where God has planted you all for the glory of God and the good of the world. We pray that you are blessed by this week's episode. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Authentic Discipleship Podcast. Everything we're talking about is encouraging, equipping, and empowering people to make disciples in authentic relationships. Always want to say thank you to everyone listening. Super honored that you would take the time to join us. And man, I am crazy passionate about this topic and uh, just want to just want to say to those that are listening and, and the wins I'm hearing of people that are seeing breakthrough uh, in disciple making in your small groups and in your discipleship meetings, man, that is that is just where it's at. I'm a believer in it and keep going, keep uh, keep plugging along. God is using you in a powerful, powerful way. Also, just to have a little fun, I want to shout out to some of my favorite places. When you seek to make disciples, um, we all have jobs, right? And so a lot of times my discipleship meetings uh, are breakfast and lunch places. And so uh, I just want to give you a quick rundown of some of my favorite places to have discipleship meetings. So number one, um, I just want to say thank you. To Chick-fil-A in the early days, uh, man, just really enjoyed the the culture, the environment. Um, great place to go uh, if you're having a meeting um, and uh, having a discipleship meeting. Also, right now, I'm in this rhythm of Waffle House, and kudos to Waffle House. You never know what kind of conversation you're going to get in Waffle House. Loving it. Uh, we have a great waitress we become friends with. We pray together a lot of Thursday mornings. Um, shout out and thankful for that. Um, also, one of the best years of my life in disciple making, uh, I met with a group of guys at a truck stop. Uh, we had all leftover from the last night burritos that were sitting out on the little rack that spins around. Um, I survived the year, and but then that was one of the greatest authentic one of the greatest discipleship meetings I've had so shout out to Brandon Parker you know who you are what a fun year that was and man I I can't even lie some mornings I wake up and I miss that that chorizo and egg uh breakfast taco that was definitely there from uh 12 to 24 hours earlier but yeah so that's fun let's dive in uh the authentic disciple make we're going to talk about picking up with the end of our uh, last episode, um, talking about uh, having a disciple-making strategy, having a disciple-making strategy. Um, and so w- just to kind of pick you up where we've been, where we're going, the first episode I talked about of this series, I talked about the importance of having clarity in sharing the gospel, of being clear that we are sinners before a holy God, that we can't fix ourselves, we're dead in our sin. Jesus came to do that. We respond by faith, uh, by grace through faith, with repentance, Jesus changes our heart in a moment, and then we begin a relationship with God. So we talked about the importance of gospel clarity. The week before, uh, the week after, we talked about what is a new believer asking? And we we talked about um, really how at our church we answer that through our heart and soul class. Um, and, and we just talked about what are the four things a new believer is asking. They're asking, 
What does it mean to have a relationship with God? Why should I be a part of the church? What's God's plan for my life? And what to believe and where are we going as a people and as a church? Um, so today, I want to flesh it out um, a, a little more, and I want to I answer the question uh, that, people, that people need to see is, what does it look like to be plugged in to the church? Hear that again. What does it look like to be plugged in to the church? So I'm having some fun conversations with this. As our church is growing, um, one thing I never want to miss is that uh, the church is not a place to go for an hour on Sunday. The church is a family to belong to. And so we have to work really, really hard as a growing church. How do we continue to keep it all about relationships? And how do we con- how do we keep it a place where people can belong and people can get plugged in? And I want to share um, just a, a story. There's a, a guy that comes to mind in our church who he is more of a I don't know he is a he's just such a big part of our church of of really um, what it looks like to be plugged in engaged in serving and so this fellow came to know Christ year one of our church um, and, and man he was uh, not a very nice dude a man far from God he would tell you that but when God changed his life he has been the mo- one of the most faithful servants I've ever seen. Um, you can find him serving in our kids' ministry, and after he gets done serving, he goes and he takes the trash out at every one of our spaces. Seen him do it many times. He may not even know I'm sharing this. Um, in a recent uh, Connect Group leader meeting, he cooked incredible fried fish for everyone. Uh, just said, hey, I want to I wanna do this. I want to take part in this. He regularly uh, greets people at our church. And um, a great small group member, uh, he is uh, just a great example of an authentic, of a disciple, of what a disciple of Jesus looks like. But man, like the minute he got saved, he immediately got plugged in. And so I, I want to talk through um, what does it look like to have environments and have a place where people uh, can be plugged in, or what does it look like to be plugged in? Well, this is what I believe about every church member of what it looks like to belong to the local church and how to be engaged and and continually being sanctified in our relationship with God. I believe people need, number one, a place to serve. Number two, a community to belong to. Number three, an example to follow. And number four, a teacher to learn from. Hear that again. Every believer needs a place to serve, a community to belong to, an example to follow, and a teacher to learn from. Let's dive in. So, uh, one, a place to serve. Uh, Serving is not confined just to or inside the four walls of the church. Um, We we learn in Matthew 20, 28 that Jesus says, I have not come to be served, but to serve and to give my life as a ransom for many, and so uh, to me, one of the greatest cure for one of the greatest cures for selfishness is serving. Um, you know, I think about it. Every one of us, man, we're all on autopilot to sin and self. Uh, we're hardwired that way. That's in our DNA. And when we're not really pressing into Jesus, 
we're always going to head toward selfishness and ser- and uh, self-service. So one of the ways in, in our, uh, in kind of the way we look at helping disciples get formed and plugged in um, is we uh, give pathways for people to serve. Um, and one of the things that, and this is kind of a future conversation, I want to continue to build these pathways out, not only inside our church, but places in the community uh, to serve, to serve others. And, and there's really no greater way um, to, to really be sanctified than to go somewhere and to do something that benefits you in no way. And I love you, but man, that is one of the greatest things we can do as a disciple is constantly asking, well, who am I serving and where I'm serving? Because when we begin to take on and get plugged in and have the heart of a servant, we serve God better. We usually serve our spouse better. We serve and love our kids better. And we're a better employee in the workplace, all by getting plugged into the church and learning how to serve. Um, secondly is this. Uh, people need a community to belong to. And this is like the in an episode, The Great Disconnect, I talked about um, kind of the disconnect between our spiritual lives on Sunday and our lives during the week. Well, one of the reasons those things were disconnected in my life, to be honest with you, I never knew Christianity could be fun. That, that may sound crazy, but I thought being a Christian meant I could no longer be fun. And man, even today in the in the uh in one of our staff meetings, man, we shot a super funny video. We laughed, we had fun. Um, you know, Christianity is not meant to be stuffy, man. It's it's meant to be and can be really fun, though there are difficult parts of it. Well, w- one of the ways that I learned that Christianity could be fun is that I found a group of people who loved Jesus authentically and were radically relational, right? So what I mean by that is that they love Jesus, but they also love people. And sadly, a lot of uh, church environments, that's not the case. Well, that goes directly against the greatest commandment that that Jesus gave us. He tells us in the Word that we are to love the Lord your God with all our heart, with all our soul, with all our mind, with all our strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. Well, a gospel-centered community is a place where that should be happening. I think one of the things that that I just enjoy doing is connecting that gap and helping people uh, see that Christian community is a place to belong and a place that is enjoyable and a place where someone can get connected and learn about God. That's why I talk, uh, why we have done this podcast and why I'm so crazy about small groups. I believe that we are all craving relationship. We're craving a relationship with God, but also every Christian is craving a relationship with other believers, whether they know it or not. There's just a lot of strength in people walking in the same direction. Um, and, and so that's just so important. The, the third thing of what it looks like for someone to truly be plugged in is that everyone I believe needs an example to follow, an example to follow. Golly, this is a, a such a great uh, conversation. As I look back over my life, uh, I stand on the shoulders of a lot of faithful men that God in His grace just brought into my life. I think back, and I just got to start with my dad, of 
Um, I, I had an example to follow, um, and, and he made the decision to take us to church, that he and mom like made that a priority. And so that set an example for me that church is important and I should be uh, plugged in. Now, at that time, an example to follow, we, we, uh, we followed because of the have to, and uh, we followed because my dad said we were going. But in the same right, that's what every dad should do, I believe. It's a dad sets the example um, to follow, and I'm grateful that, that my dad did that. Then as a, a, a pastor, man, uh, my pastor, childhood pastor, Danny Williams, did a great job of modeling kingdom life. But also, the few times I got to meet with him one-on-one because we were a part of a pretty large Southern Baptist church, he always gave me great advice and was a wonderful example for me to follow. And so I'm thankful for him, and I look forward, I could name more, uh, Billy Shiver, uh, Robert Tanner, Ronnie Smith. These were all men, um, Craig Floyd. I, I could give you men that when I got plugged into the church, what people are looking for is someone that will relate with them and someone that will do life with them and set an example. And so to be plugged in, I believe all of you listening, um, you need an example to follow in your life. And, and maybe ask yourself the question, um, you know, who is that person that, man, like, for some reason, I just like being around them, and they're living a life that, that I, I aspire to live. Um, Paul, Paul said this in Corinthians. He told believers to imitate me as I imitate Christ. So really two things. One, you may be listening and you need an example in your life to follow. Someone that practically is farther along in their faith and lives a life that honors God that you know, man, I, I desire to be more like that. But also some of you, you may be the example. And I know that's a scary thing. Listen, as I do this podcast, I'm like, golly, um, if I'm the example, Lord help me because I know I am far, far, far from perfect. And God, I know I make mistakes regularly. Um, but I want to challenge you and encourage you. One reason to take your faith seriously and become a disciple of Jesus is you never know what God might do through your obedience. So every believer in our disciple-making strategy, they need a place to serve, a community to belong to, an example to follow, an example to follow, and someone to do life with, a leader that they can relate with and say, hey, I, I want to I grow and learn and become um, and know the Jesus that that person knows. And then lastly, uh, a teacher to learn from. I believe every person to be plugged in, they need a teacher, a faithful pastor to learn from. We just got done with an elder retreat at our church a few weeks ago, and it just brought me back to the importance of, and what an elder is for those listening, an elder is an overseer or a shepherd of God's church. It's our belief, and I believe this to be biblical, that uh, a, a biblical church is uh, multiple elders. And what an elder is, is, like I said, multiple pastors and overseers and leaders, people that are working together to shepherd the church, that it's not one pastor at the top calling all the shots. And so, um, but man, during that retreat, I just learned the importance of having faithful teachers uh, that that shepherd people um, that that care for the souls of the church, and so every person here, I want you to know that there's just something powerful about belonging to a church and having faithful pastors 
that are teaching you God's word and shepherding your soul. You know, so many times, um, you know, we get so hung up on the charisma of the the preacher. And man, I love to preach, but man, you know, faithful leadership is not about charisma. It's about someone who loves God, who loves the Bible, and loves you. And if you have that person shepherding your soul, you've got something good. And and I know there's many listeners, don't go to my church, this isn't about me in any way. I just want to talk about, in general, um, we need a faithful pastor or teacher to learn from. And I, I just think back over my life of even when I was ready to listen and, and when I wasn't, uh, learning from a faithful pastor is a way to grow and to be truly plugged in to the local church. And so, man, they are a lot of incredible teachers out there. I mean, I, I I listen to them myself. I mean, I grew up on a lot of listening to Matt Chandler, Joby Martin's great, J.D. Greer, all these guys. Um, and so, man, listen to them and learn from them um, because those are faithful men. But also, don't let it take the place of you belonging to a local church with someone who wants and knows you and wants to shepherd and care for your soul. Um, and so uh, I want to let you know, for those that are making disciples, those are the key points of what it looks like in your disciple-making strategy to help someone be plugged in. So let's reiterate those. People need a place to serve. Uh, people need a community to belong to. People need an example to follow. That's in close relationship and a teacher or a pastor to learn from, a faithful pastor. So as I listen to those, really my encouragement to you is twofold. Of one, if you're not plugged in, if you're not serving, you're not in a small group, you're not in a discipleship relationship, or you don't have an example to follow, and you're not a part of the church, my encouragement is so that you can become all God wants you to be, take that next step to be plugged in. That is how God designed for you to be sanctified and and to become a growing, maturing disciple of Jesus. The second point I would say, if if you're discipling someone, you're the leader, uh, be a good example. Be a good example to follow. If you're a spiritual teacher, be a good teacher for someone to learn from. Study the word, love and care for your people. Um, but also, I want to tell leaders, um, stay plugged in the community and keep a servant's heart, right? I want to encourage you with that. Um, and, and just equipping. Uh, I, I pray this helps you if you're learning like, man, I want to make disciples or I have this person in my life. Prayerfully, it gives you a practical next step of where to kind of lead them. Um, and then lastly, I want to empower you fan in the flame the work of making disciples it is making a bigger difference than what you know Um, it is god's design for the church and so i love you guys man i've enjoyed uh this series of episodes on having a disciple making strategy uh know that i love you would love for you uh to to write a review let me know man these are the episodes that made a great impact or maybe ask hey what's the topic you would like to hear from that would mean the world to me Also, liking or sharing with a friend, um, that would just make a great difference. So, uh, man, know that I love you guys. And remember, we only get to do life one time. Let's live it on purpose.